You say you're the king of this and you're the king of that. You're the king of dog shots. Hitting some good shots on Tom here. He's landing some big shots. Best in the game. Best in the game. Woo! You think you can beat me in a boxing match, do you? He's covering up. Oh my god! That is bad. Boom! Dark choke! Dark choke set up from Devin Stanley! They're like the Spartans in 300. Teddy Atlas here. It's the New Line Podcast with Keith No and Elijah Thacker. It's the New Line Podcast, and I'm back alongside Keith No. And today we're talking to Butch McNeely, an absolute legend in West Virginia boxing. And helps run A-Train Boxing and Fitness with his daughter, Hope McNeely. How you doing today, Butch? Doing great, Elijah. How you doing, bud? Oh, not bad at all. You know, I got an opportunity to come train with you a little bit last week. And yeah. I had so much fun at your gym. Thank you, man. We're glad to have you. It's a long trip for you, isn't it? It was. It was about two and a half hours, but it was a cool drive. I got to go over the mountain. It was a little bit scarier at night, though. <laughs> well, that's what we live for, man. You know, that's what we live for. That's why we're in the business we're in, you know? Yeah. You know, that's something I wanted to talk to you about, Butch. You've been all over this world through boxing. You know, you you spent time down in Miami. I know that's where you trained a little bit. So how did you get started? Um, How did I get started in boxing? Yes, sir. uh, I was uh, playing football Concord, and then I uh, hyperextended my knee and um, rehab it. Go to a gym in Princeton. They were boxing, and uh, the club champion. They had me spar with him. I had like a little semi cast on my leg. And I, he didn't touch. Me. I, I said, "Wow, that's um, must not be too bad." This guy won the state championship. <laughs> I never played football. That I, I boxed, started boxing there, won the Golden Gloves, and and uh, went on. Uh, my sister always lived in Florida, and she would move. Um, started in Jacksonville and ended up in in uh, Miami Lakes area. So that's where I down and um, I worked out in uh, the summers. I'd go down in Muhammad Ali's gym. I think it's wow. fifth corner, Fifth Avenue gym or something like that. I forget. It's it's a grocery store. Amazingly, they have a little plaque, which is sort of weird, but it's uh, I trained under uh, Chris Dundee, Angelo Dundee's brother. Was did all the training. Ali made a couple cameos down, but uh, it I thought had a lot. Of, they had a lot of hate, so, so we I got a lot of fights down. I got probably I don't know, I can't tell you how many. So, what countries have you fought in? I know you've fought overseas before. No, no, no I have not. I've just traveled over there and worked out and trained. Okay, okay. so so what was that like? Well, I, I went to uh, uh, Vienna, Austria. And I was actually on another function. I worked out over there for the Olympic. It was it was fun. They were nice, very nice people. I've met. Uh, uh, I've been with some of the greatest fighters, Sugar Ray Leonard, Holyfield. Uh, I've been with those guys. It's been, uh, and I've refereed now for thirty, God, thirty five years or something. You know, wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to be able to do that and be close to the game. That's why we're. That's why y'all in the game. You're now. You 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 both are able to stay close to the sport you like to have. And that's we're, we're yeah. all three pretty darn lucky. 
Yeah. Now, don't start linking me in with YouTube, guys. You're over the hill. I'm a young guy. I'm not done yet. Yeah. He's got some uh, <laughs> got potential. Yeah. You know, so out of all these places you've been, I'm curious, what was your favorite? Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I had Vienna. It was awesome. I was there. It was a really neat, clean town. And, you know, they 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 treated uh, their Olympic boxing like they were gods. You know? Yeah. Man, I was from Edmond, West Coast Camp. <laughs> yeah. But you do it when you have trainers in the back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was like a different world going over there to Europe and seeing the way they treat their boxers. And then, you know, you, you lived in Miami for a while, too. I've been to Miami a couple of times. That always reminds me of a different country. You know, it's the, the Latin influences there. When I met you, you were listening to Latin music. And I thought, yeah. this is an interesting guy. Yep. That's what I, I, I grew up. I'm one of the, uh, we went down there and a place called the Cleveland hotel. And they had a, uh, um, a Latino dance con had, had a runway pulled over pool, the Cleveland <laughs> dance thing down by yourself. So contest by yourself. So there's like 15 um, people. I won it. I won. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so you're going out, Jumping into boxing, stumbling into that, and winning, and then then you just come across a soft competition. You're like, I'm going to try this too, yeah, and you win. I basically raised in my summers to see, so I had a lot of a lot of dancing with Spanish people and the girls, Latino girls, and stuff. So mm -hmm. I learned he couldn't okay. lead on. So you, you had some experience going into that. Thought we were done. He had no idea, and I walked out there. <laughs> here's this this uh, kid from Mons, West Virginia, beating everybody. But he was so mad. <laughs> You're too the women underneath. Said, I, you know, the, he did it too. He, he, he was, I beat him. And, too. <laughs> he was, he was like fired up. And so now you've done all this stuff and, you know, you, you ended your professional boxing career early because you, you had a family and you wanted to move toward that. So here you are, you know, 20 some years later. Right, and you're running a train with your daughter. So, what's it like coming full circle now? But it's it's, uh, it's almost like you know, in our own lives, it's like almost it's not like it wasn't supposed to be this way because we end up where we are, and we think, well, through a series of choices, I am where I am, and then and, and we reap what we choose, and we become sometimes victims of what we choose. And we hope doing this is almost natural. That doing is almost natural. A basketball coach's son plays basketball you know you see that often and here my kids hope i actually trained and stuff hope never let me train her never let me say a word to her never let me do nothing sneaked into tough man contest i didn't know anything about it oh man elkins and stuff yeah but you know, she never let me train her still doesn't and i, I don't train her i just clap for her, you know <laughs> But. I wish you, I wish she would because it, it, it makes me mad. Because honestly, Butch, you're one of the best boxing coaches I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I said you're bragging on me like that. I appreciate it. But you, you got some, you've got a good stuff to work with. You know, you're, you're not hard to work with. But, but uh, she's, she learned it through watching us all those years. You know, she's been, in, she's a gym rat, but she's very, 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 very good boxer. You know, 
What's it like watching her? Because she is such an inspiring person and she's helping so many people with a train. You know, I can, I can imagine how proud you are of her. Very proud and not at least a bit worried. It's an extremely safe sport. It's, it's more safe than soccer. If you look at the amateur the injuries and stuff of, of the thing, boxing's like fists, amateur boxing. Perfect. So that's just pretty, it's both ball and wrestling. Uh, uh, soccer, the they have in soccer is hitting the head, you know. But, you know, so I don't worry about her. She's, she's, uh, she can take care of herself. She got me in a, when she started the MMA stuff. I'm washing dishes and she gets me. And I, I think you call it a rear naked chokehold. Well, <laughs> washing dishes and and she brings me to the floor. And I think, God, hey, oh, what the what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you tap out, tap the what? I'm washing dishes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So 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 you're telling me that she likes the sneak attack. Do what? She said she, she likes the sneak attack. No, she likes frontal attacks. You hit you in the face when you walk by her and stuff. She, she does it. <laughs> you know, sounds I've like noticed, sounds like my sister, man. <laughs> I've noticed that Hope really likes to bully you a lot. I, you know, I've I've seen it quite a bit. So, uh, what's that there like? There you go. I like it. I like. It. <laughs> I've seen it on here. She's constantly slapping at you. Oh, <laughs> She kicked me in the head on a video one time and, and gives me, we were down at the gym the floor and she was like, act like she's going to kick me, but she wasn't good enough not to. <laughs> right in the forehead. Down. <laughs> yeah, she killed me on that one. You know, I'm not the only one on this podcast that's been looking up to you for a while though, but Keith's known you longer than I have. I was talking oh. to him about you the other day. Yeah, and, yeah. Going you know, back to... Probably going back to when I first started. Heck, I went. I went. You used to go watch the Tough Man all the time. I didn't know. Yeah, there was anything else going on. I'd go to that Logan Tough Man every year growing up, and uh, you know if I could afford a ticket. Yeah, I saw yeah. you there. Then I know you. Uh, I know you refereed some of my fights, some of my boxing matches over the years. Yeah, uh, sure. About you about one hundred and twenty pounds ago. Thank you. What get back? Use that. Use that weight. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How tall are you? What is it? How tall are you? Six four. Six four now. Yeah. You can't get shorter though. Every year he gets older, he gets a little shorter. Yeah. A little yeah. Longer. You can't train height, man. You know? Can't no, train that. No. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. No. I got uh, uh, eight Hope's uh, boyfriend with five and Taylor Smith is six six, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan is an incredible boxer in his own right. You know, I've got the yeah. chance to spar with him and train with him. Yeah. That kid, I don't think he even knows how good he is. I know. Yeah, he's just Elijah. You oh. you broke up there, Butch. Can you Are say you, that one more time? You want to take any time anytime? You wanna fight? I want to get a little bit more in shape. You, you know from holding mitts for me, I'm definitely not in fight shape. But, you know, the last fight I took, I was really out of shape, and I learned a big lesson there. I was like, you don't want to be in there tired. You want to yeah. go – you want to finish as strong as you start the first <clears throat> You see him the tough man. You, you can look at the guys, and I teach my guys how to look at somebody that's breathing through the diaphragm. When they start doing those ribs, like, <clears throat> you know they're 
they're hitting the wall. First round, yeah. nobody hits the wall. Everybody's crazy that first yeah. round. But when you start seeing them breathing hard and stuff, you know you, you know you you got them. You know? Yeah. You know done that before. Well, I think it was Vince Lombardi that said uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all, and I've never seen anything truer. It, 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 I, got, I got that hanging in my gym, right in the gym when you go down the steps. <laughs> oh, man, because it does. It, it shows how tired I was at the gym because I was probably too tired to even look up. <laughs> you're gonna sure have you to fall down the stairs. Low. Hang that <laughs> thing where people are hanging their heads after training. <laughs> Do what? You're gonna have to hang that thing lower where people are tired. They'll they'll <laughs> see it. Have to use that. Make a make a boxing floor canvas out of that. <laughs> yeah. So look up a little bit. When they yeah. look down. They see it. Like, yeah. Look up. True, man. So. You know, one thing about it, though, Butch, you're a guy, I think people do sleep on you, and it's just because you're one of those quiet badasses. When we met, like, you know, you came down and trained with us in Pikeville. Yeah. Nobody there had any idea that you're the baddest man in the room. Isn't that funny? Like, usually, <laughs> usually you're the baddest man in the room, and nobody's going to know about it from you. Yeah, baby. You heard that, didn't you, Hope? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just gotta learn how to defend those rear naked chokes. Is all. Sorry, <laughs> get I hear. I still don't. You hear it coming now. <laughs> She's a firebird. She's always been. She gets up early, goes to bed late. Always working. Always so working. tell the people about A Train Butch. Tell us what's going on there. Well, Hope's got a, a really large women's class now. Uh, like, like, like. Uh, Huh? I don't know what you call it. You call it something. She, it's a women's group. In other yeah. words, she got that. Boxing. Fight, you know, USA boxing and stuff. And then it's a youth group. And that's it. Yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. So she's, she's built it so good that we've grown too, too much now. We can't take anybody else in. We don't, we don't yeah. have the room. You know, it's yeah. just that's just the problem to have, though. Now, it's great in Marlins, West Virginia. We got nine hundred people here, and and yeah. this she does this is wonderful. She she teaches nutrition and stuff like that, and, and I go in sometimes. I haven't this group uh, talk about teach about anger control. Anger control is one of the biggest things that destroys your best athlete. Yeah. Some of your best, or to become the best athlete is their temper. And, uh, and, yeah. uh, so I have I have some training to do. How to, how to recognize that through your blood body. And it's all that first That's adrenaline, you know? Yeah. yeah. I you know, that's why, that's why I linked up with you guys. I was like, I'm really fat and I'm really mad all the time. <laughs> Angry child, huh? Lose, lose some weight, chill out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I tell the guys I train and stuff. They smoke cigarettes. They stop smoking. I said, no, nah, you smoke. You won't want to smoke. Once you start the training regime, just have you won't want to smoke. It always happens. Always happens. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to be. Say, no, you can't smoke. You can't do this. You can't. But yeah, you know, they usually end up needing that oxygen if they they continue fighting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll grow to love it. Yeah, they'll grow to love it. And, uh, and replace the cigarettes with a little with another round. Well, you say that, but there was this old Argentinian <clears throat> fighter that I know. I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name, but if you can look him up, 
He's they call him the boxer who can't be touched. He's a defensive genius. Incredibly brilliant to watch. He smoked cigarettes in between rounds. So there you go. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. Next time I fight between the first and second round, I'm going to have a cigarette. Sergio, <laughs> Sergio Martinez. Back in the yeah. old days. Do that, man. They would. That's all. I don't think that's him. Yeah. No. No. I would recognize the name if I saw it. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. The last 15 seconds. A lot of fights. You got to think about this. In basketball, if you're behind 30, 30 seconds left, you lose. In football, if you're behind 40 seconds with 30 seconds left, you lose. In boxing, you need to get behind on all judges' scorecards. And with 10 seconds left, you win. Pretty amazing. That's, what's, that's yeah. what's incredible about this sport. Like, anything can change in one second with that yeah. one big shot. You can yeah, get that scoreboard. One. Scoreboard doesn't matter. Scoreboard don't matter. I love I tell my guys. <clears throat> fights and the fighters were much better than me but I would, I would always get in there and I'd say you're good now but wait till the last 30 seconds because yeah, I was in shape and it would be fruitful just stay. yeah well one last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we go I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of you I hope we'll be seeing you and Welch on the commentary team. Yeah. I know you've got a lot of really good old school boxing stories from West Virginia. I know yeah. you train with Billy Fox. I know you've trained with all the old guard. So let's hear about your favorite old West Virginia boxing story. Well, my, one of my best named Greg Johnson from Charleston. Okay. And Mike Tyson. I mean, far like Mike Tyson, knocking everybody out. So I won. The finals of Sunday, the, the Golden Glove, right? And his name is Greg Johnson, but it was his initials, and they called it Grape Juice. And it's Grape So he comes visitors were dressing at. He said, "He said I want put in here is Butch McNeely, Butch McNeely, and I'm I'm sitting over the table, and I always wrote paperback book and read." I didn't do it for any effect because I saw a guy do it. Nationals, and he sitting back reading about. Oh man, you know you need not piece. But I'm sitting there. He says, "Who's?" And they point to me. He said, "You butch my ears." He said, "I'm grape juice." I said, "You're grape juice." He said, yeah. I said, "I've heard of heard of you. You're fighting me tonight." I said, "What?" I said, "I'm grape juice." And he said, "Yeah, you're fighting grape juice. He's like Snoop Dogg. He said everything in the third." <laughs> And uh, uh, we go out. Then he comes back in. He said, he heard everybody laugh. He said, was you making fun of me? I said, no. No, no sir. Greg just put my head down like that. We walked out. And he was, I'm six one. He out of um, And uh, he came charging after me. I swear, all I did was laugh. Feet went over his head. Literally, feet went up off his head and back down. Head on the floor. And yeah, I didn't take him out. He, he never came near me. I won the championship. Probably didn't hit him three times. <laughs> he him up. <laughs> he honestly ran into because he was so mad at me. Yeah. But part of anger control. 
<laughs> you know, ever since you, I heard you mention Grape Juice Johnson at the gym the other day, I've been wanting to hear that story, so it didn't disappoint. No, he's a big guy. Monster. But I appreciate you guys. All. This is awesome. Yeah, Have man. you got anything else for Butch Keith before we go? Man, looking really looking forward to having you as part of the team. You know, you've had you've had a, a career in broadcasting, and uh, yeah, I think I think that'll be a, a huge asset to well, us. Thanks. You know, having a guy with your experience on the microphone. Now, I'm well, to be an inspector. Okay, be working. We'll try to work in there if we can. Yeah, but, and I'm refereeing. Um, Beckley, tough man. And okay. after that. For that I'm through with any. Yeah. So. so how many how many fights you think you've refereed over the years? I, I looked on BoxRec and it's only showing two. I was like, I know I've seen Butch in probably five hundred fights. Uh ten thousand. I don't know. I mean <laughs> well, I started in eighty four. Yeah. Each tough man contest would have then back then about thirty fights a night. Yeah. So you take that and compound it over 35 years, do five, five events a year. Yeah. You know, so that's uh, in the thousands, I'd say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always had you, Scott Coon, Billy yeah. Fox. Um, I'm not that's sure if I had anybody else ever ref one of my fights. Probably not. But they got new young referees now. Yeah, they got they got some new guys coming up. Um, I like uh, I saw Eric Davis. You know, Eric Davis getting a little referee time. I thought that was cool to see him in there. Yep, it is, man. There's a good one up north, uh, Brian Hiles. I think he's a really good referee. Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah, the smaller guy. I think he's. I think he's really good too. Yeah, he is. Is that Butch? Is that Butch's brother? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just a coincidence. He's half the. He's half the size of Butch, man. I'll say that people are related in my broadcasting and not know, and then they get mad at me. Like I said, uh, that that one fellow was Tucker Lambert's dad. He was mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry, well, oh, what was his Larry. name? Larry Hobson, Larry. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a former state champion too in the welterweight. Is he? I was worried well, he was yeah. going to kick my ass. Tell you the truth. He just, he's a welterweight champion. He, uh, he just had heart surgery and a tube put in him. So yeah. he's, I still yeah. think he can take me. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of Larry when he was younger, uh, wearing a belt. I believe he was wearing a championship belt down at uh, it was hanging down in the Silverback Gym there in Oceana. Okay. I was out hanging signs before I went before I met you over in Mullins. Uh, I was over in Oceana and stopped at the gym to see those guys. Oh, good. And, uh, yeah, Larry told cool. me. Saw, saw pictures of really Billy Fox. Cool saw uh, Tucker and a few other guys. So I thought that was pretty cool. Larry, when I met him in Oceana, he told me a really cool story. I knew he was the real deal right away, too. It's kind of like, you know, I've been around yeah. fighters long enough to know when somebody's the real deal. That's how I felt about you. I felt the same way about Larry, though. He told me the story about Muhammad Ali. And yeah. he said he had a group of his kids that he was coaching, and they were down in Louisville doing some kind of tournament. And he said Ali was there when he was older. And uh, he said Ali looked at one of his kids. It was this black kid he had. And... uh he said, all he looked at him went, oh, my God, it's Joe Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> and he started giving him all kinds of crap. That's so I thought that was such a cool story. That's cool. <laughs> I was glad I had to have one more story to tell you about that. But Muhammad Ali, he came to Charleston. 
like 10 years after I left off and he came to Charleston with a uh, champion sports or something like promoting boxes at I had asked four years old then. I went up to him and then I see Brad carried Ashley around four or five hours. Wow. And uh, I got the stuff with him. He was just autographs. I mean, so good. Just carried uh, 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 Ashley like it was him for four hours. Stuff. So Ollie told me. He's never not signed an autograph. Never. He's every autograph is bought. You know, you hear uh, so many stories about Ali after his career about just uh -huh. what a champion he was outside the ring. You know, there's that famous story where he stopped the guy from committing suicide and helped yeah. him. Yeah. Like, well, he was doing stuff like that all the time. The Crips and the Bloods were having a ride. Well, he, he was right in the middle of the streets in the part of uh, Hollywood. And stop the stop the. <laughs> Everybody said Ali, Ali, you know. <laughs> well, he even went to uh, Iran during the hostage crisis and tried to help with that. I don't or, know. I, well, he went. He went to. Uh, I know he went to Iraq at one point and negotiated with Saddam Hussein. Like he was wow. doing some incredible stuff. Lord, yeah, he he got to Parkas. One of the reasons that they said you know. They think boxing, of course, could have contributed. A lot of people that don't box to get because you sort of yeah. you know with that. Disease. I don't know. They're like he took some big shots well, from some heavy hitters like Frazier or Foreman, and he ate those shots too. Think, think about this when you watch these films. Think about this. Foreman and Frazier took a lot more shots than he ever did. They blocked punches with with face, but they took on the front front of their forehead and the front of the, it's this thick. Like a half inch thick. Ali was so fat, he would dodge him and they'd hit him in the back behind the ear, which mm. is a very thin, very close to the brain stem. And that's what one of the doctors says it, it contributed. His, he did, because his face, he didn't have his nose broken, nothing. You know, he looked pretty. He was still pretty because he took yeah. all the punch in the thin part of his brain. And it makes sense if you think. You oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at uh, Pritchard. His name's Pritchard and or Pritchard Colon. Uh -huh. And just recently, he took, you know, he was he was a big up and comer, 19 and one. Right. Looking at his story, he's in this his last fight. He took about five shots to the back of the head that were really bad. The ref didn't notice it. And they kept the fight going. He's he's uh he's like a vegetable now. He's brain. He's almost brain dead. Right. That's what. And this. Uh, barstool production. Uh, they're more into the comic side of boxing, which I'm not. We're, we we work for the commission, and I don't like them making fun of our boxers. Or and they made, they got on to me real bad at, at Welch one time because I stopped the fights. You know, when you don't, you can't protect yourself. I that's oh, give me a heck, but you know, some of those guys don't even train one day. You yeah. know, they just get in more. You know, they're not trained athletes. You know, so well, I. They're turning boxing into a parody. That's what it yeah. is for them. It, it's yeah. it's a freak show, and yeah. that's yeah. not what boxing really is. I know, and, and uh, it's really disgusting to hear. I don't like jokes that make fun of other people. You know, there's there's comedian com comedians like Sinbad and Cosby, and, and those guys could did, did their whole shows and never made fun of people. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's all the guys do is make fun of people. And they sold out. Everybody sold out um, to them. I mean, they. Uh, 
they own everything. I think Barstool, I think they own Tough Man, uh, Rough and Howdy, all of them, I believe. Don't the main ones like that? Well, they um, they own the Rough and Rowdy. I think they just have to. Yeah, they got a guy. The guy working for them is running the Tough Man. Yeah, um, Jerry, Jerry's a good one of my best friends. Yeah, but he he he's a straight up shooter. Let me tell you. If he ever tries to ruin my pay-per-view again, we're going to war, though. Yep. yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, uh, oh, Jerry, made sure we didn't get that pay-per-view, didn't he? <laughs> I, uh, we've, had, we've had beef with Jerry. <laughs> but oh, I, I've had nothing but total friendship with Jerry. You know, he's I've, heard, so I've heard he's a good guy, and he's done a lot for the sport of boxing. It's impossible so to deny that. Yeah, I'm his competition, so well, he's the one yeah, that got so because amateurs were were failing because the, the boxing they made so many rules. It was oriented, still is We're, amateur boxing. Hard to watch, you know. I mean, yeah. Jerry Butch doesn't realize we're going to bring him over to the dark side. <laughs> no, we're going to bring him to MMA. <laughs> I'm I'm too old. I'm I'm seventy now, so I'll stay. Some MMA with us. That'll be a new one for you. Yeah, I do that. I might do that. Just give me a holler. Man. I'm uh, my life takes legs day to day. I don't. I let, I let the life take the legs. You know. Mm-hmm. So give me. I like give, that. Give me a holler. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's well, I like to see uh, Butch and Scott Coon calling MMA fight together. Just the two of. <laughs> Oh Scott, Scott, will just you, take a break and eat a hot dog. Me? Is this is this how you're telling me you're firing me yeah, over a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Scott, Scott, if an MMA fights on Scott, he takes a break, gets a hot dog. Does Scott? I've been giving Scott hell because uh, my buddy that commentates with us, we did the uh, last card together. He films us right. the whole time. I don't know if Scott realized it, but. Uh, I, we got some great footage of Scott eating pizza. Oh my he god! Probably a good five pieces of pizza while he called that part. The MMA is break time for Scott. Yeah, yeah. He literally, he just said, "This isn't my thing. You guys go for it." And then he's like, "Got a hot dog." Yeah. Well, I appreciate oh, you. you keeping the sport live. Thing we do with the, with the sport like this positive you know you you're you're you're, you're showcasing local talents yeah. and local would never get that picture from the charleston set or over yeah radio stations and stuff. You know? so this gets thank god for podcasts i suppose everybody everybody has one voice pretty much yeah you know that's the great thing about it. I, you know, no, you don't have to have the budget. You don't have to have anything. You can, if you've got something to say, you can start a podcast, and that's <laughs> what we're doing. Nobody's listening except Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Perry, but he that's loves it. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hear this. That's good. You're but, good uh, yeah, but Joe listens to it more than I do. I'd say. I know you're a busy guy and it was an honor to get to sit down and talk to you. It's been an honor learning from you. You know, I'm pretty new to boxing. I came from MMA and jujitsu. So I've kind of just been falling in love with this sport the last year and a half. And 
It's been an absolute pleasure talking to guys like you and learning about, you know, what this sport is. Think about y'all bragging on bragging on making memories. I'm I'm definitely in your fan club. I appreciate it. I got to try to get myself in some kind of shape, man. Like, if I can can get in shape at 40 and the type of shape Butch is in at 70, I'll be all right. I'm gonna get in shape. We're both going to get in shape, and I'm going to turn <laughs> pro, and we're going to fight. I love it. You guys take care of yourself. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming Thank on, Butch. Much. Thank you so much. Need a few weeks.